Welcome to Hot and Bravoed. I'm Armin, and I'm joined over the phone once again by Shira Weiss. How are you, Shira? Good. How are you? Hello, everybody out there. I'm very excited to be back, recapping my favorite favorite show of all time, Vanderpump Rules. It's great to have you, Shira. And why don't you let the listeners know where they can follow you, since we don't have you on weekly. You know, I feel like this is a treat, so you got to let the let the listeners know, you know, where they can keep up with you. Well, I sometimes, and when I have more time to write, I've been doing it, um, right on shearsgotthescoop.com. And you can just follow me on Instagram. My Instagram just will, like, load to my Twitter. Um, my Instagram is probably best. It's, um, sh- it's shearsgotthescoop, also the same handle. And, you know, all one word, no apostrophes, shearsgotthescoop. Shira, what's your favorite season of Vanderpump Rules ever? You just said it, it's one of your favorite shows ever, if not your favorite. So what's the season that stands out to you? Yeah, you know it's funny. I just I said it's my favorite of all time, but like I have to I have to admit, you know, there are other series that I love, like that are a little deeper and not reality focused. But um, maybe in the reality you know, TV really, space, it's up there, favorite right? Reality TV show, yes. <laughs> so um, I don't know. My favorite season, I you know what I would have to say it's a collection. It has to be like all of them together because. They are so fickle. They keep oh, that's changing a cop their mind. Out. They keep... That's a cop-out, Shira. No, it's not. No, I okay. need one. I need one season. I need one. Okay. Well, no, but they all go hand in hand. Okay, my favorite season would have to be when, I think last season because... Wow. I'll tell you really? why. Because so many things change. All of a sudden, Lala, who's like previously being been called a whore by them, is suddenly accepted by the group. And, you know, and it just showed to me that maybe showed like how fickle people are. And like James became a good friend to Jax and Jax hated James before. And I love those kind of things. And like Stasi's, you know, starting to become like more beloved. And we see her being more vulnerable, you know, because she's with this guy who just intimidates the hell out of her. It was wrong for her. So I think it was last season only. I mean, I really am enjoying this season, but I think it was last season because they were all sort of humbled in a way, you know, and, you know, Jax, well, Jax went through that whole thing with Faith, but then realized, like, you know, I can't keep doing this. I'm getting older. I've got to grow up. I've got to settle down. So, you know, I like this. I like when they're all, like, a bit humbled and they're growing up. And, you know, I think after all we've seen, that's why it became my favorite. I was hoping you'd say season two, because that's the season when we find out that Jax was sleeping with Kristen behind Sandoval and Stassi's oh, yeah, that back. Was a great season. And that was epic. You had Sherlock Stassi showing her detective skills and proving that Kristen had cheated on Tom Sandoval. So you had the epic slap, the Stassi to Kristen slap. You had the ep- epic punch where Sandoval punches Jax at, I believe, Sheena's engagement party. That whole season is wild from beginning to end, and there was a lot of humbling that went down. We just, and I wanted to bring this up because we just recapped season two, episode two for Patreon. So <laughs> if y'all want to follow along, Eddie and I are recapping season two weekly on Patreon only. So we just finished recapping episode two, and Jack Scott super humbled. He is bawling in his truck to Stasi. Patreon.com backslash hot and bravo. Everyone check that out. It's a lot of fun. So I'll have to go along with you on your ride and do that because here's the unfair advantage you have. There are two unfair advantages. One is that you're 
you're significantly younger than I am. So your short-term memory is much sharper. And for me, this is still, I can remember every aspect of kindergarten, but I can't remember what happened in season two of Vanderpump Rules. (laughs) So unless I was like going over and watching it again and again, like it's not fresh in my mind. So maybe you have that, you have that, you have the advantage of A, having seen it more recently and B, being younger and sharper. So I'm going to, um, so that is a cop out, but I'm going to say that that's why I, I probably would say, you know, like, oh, season one was my favorite season two, but I can barely remember it. So <laughs> well, that's I why you go got to go back. Ride. Yeah. Watch again. And everyone listen on Patreon for only $2 a month. You can hear us do old seasons, recaps of old, old seasons where we go week to week and recap them as if they were just being released. So we've done Roni season three, Ronj season one, Vanderpump Rules season two now. And uh, we also have every other week. This Week in Bravo on Patreon only. And we do a monthly interactive live chat with Eddie, myself, Camille. You get all of that for just $2 a month. So check that out. See the benefits of a Patreon membership on uh, patreon.com backslash hot and bravo, like I said. Well, I'll have to do that. i got to refresh my memory and keep sharp. <laughs> all right, Shira, should we get into this recap? Yes, for sure. But actually, before we really get into this recap, Shira, I did want to ask you your overall thoughts on the season. Since we don't have you on week to week, what has stood out to you in season seven? Well, it's so interesting. Well, the first thing I want to say really quickly is that the format this year is very, like, I don't know if they put new editors in charge or the editors decided to, you know, do this whole creative new thing. But, you know, when they did the whole, when they had that, like, 80s party or 90s party and they did that whole, you know, like cheesy, all these cheesy things, you know, to show was the nineties and they pieced it together that way. I thought that was brilliant. Um, there's definitely some creative person who, you know, is taking license this year that, that didn't really, was, wasn't really mixing it up last year. And I love that. Um, but also I like the fact that now that, you know, Beverly Hills is airing real housewives of Beverly Hills, we see that, I mean, this is how it strikes me at least. So, you know, Lisa's now in hot water with a Beverly Hills cast because it seems like she was plotting something. But I feel like with Vanderpump Rules, she's never had to plot anything. She knows exactly, you know, because these kids are up to their own tricks. And yes, they may be planning things to carry out on. I really do believe that they plan things. They're like, okay, we're going to bring this up on camera. Like everyone does that. Bethany does that in New York. I mean, it's not a new concept. But it started to feel really inauthentic when Lisa was doing it in Beverly Hills, especially because, like, they're calling her out on it this season. And on what I like about Vanderpump Rules is that she really, really, and I truly believe this, does get to sit back and the cast, you know, maybe she established it this way, but the cast comes over to her to report. Like, even last night when um, Tom Sandoval went over to her to tell her what, what the drama was with the crew, like, they know to keep her in the loop. But she's like, I'm all business. I'm doing my business. And I feel like this is where she's, you know, she, she she's not over her brother's suicide and she's very depressed. But the way that she um, buries herself in it is by doing her work. So I feel like what, you know, it's interesting because they were, they were filming both of these shows. There's some overlap. And she was probably like so stressed out by, you know, what was going on with Beverly Hills and, the way she dealt with it was by coming to pump, you know, to Van to Vanderpump Rules and like doing her paperwork on camera, dealing with Tom Tom, saying I've got to be on top of Tom Tom. So I feel like where she runs the show. 
Yeah. It's much better when you're the executive producer, you run the show, it's your domain uh, versus the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills where you're just a cast member and if you make a mistake, you could be eaten alive. Yeah, I feel like this is a much better place for her. Like, I don't think she should ever go back to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because, you know, okay, granted, she doesn't have a very, you know, um, dominant role in the sense of, like, ringing drama, but she's, like, an authority figure, and, you know, she's admirable. She has that great posh accent, great clothing. Like, she should just stay in that role because there she's seen as a boss. And um, so she just seems much more at ease in this position. And, you know, I appreciate that, especially while I'm watching, you know, Real Half of Beverly Hills. I think she's coming across very well on um, on Vanderpump Rules. And just stick with that, Lisa. That's a great observation. I think you're totally spot on there. Uh, let's talk about the most recent episode, though. Um, you know who isn't at ease? Carter and Kristen. Right. No, not at all. Not, neither one of them. Very uncomfortable. Despite the fact yeah. that they're at their anniversary dinner, what did you think about that whole exchange where basically Kristen is saying, you just have to be nice to me all the time and then we'd be perfect. I would do anything. We'd be a great couple. And Carter is just laughing it off. He's incredulous. He's like, well, you have to be nice to have that kind of behavior reciprocated back to you. We are getting all sorts of different kinds of stories because Stassi and Katie are saying it's the worst relationship ever. Kristen is saying that it gets really bad, but it's worth salvaging. And then there's Carter, who is saying that everyone else is totally delusional. What do you right. think? Well, okay. So, I mean, I re- it was so easy for me to read their body language and the way they were interacting. And they just seem so disenchanted with one another. They have, I don't know. You know, I don't know how they started out, but they seemed very not in love to me. They seemed very not the type of couple that probably ever have sex anymore. They seemed very disenchanted and like really not together and like more like Kristen wants them to be together to prove they can work out. And he wants them to be together to like prove that her friends are not, you know, breaking them up. And it just seemed like this relationship has more than run its course, and I don't think they should be together anymore. I mean, it's, it just seems they do not feel strongly for one another, and they are trying to prove, it seems like Kristen trying to prove to her friends, like, you're not right, you are not right, and he, Carter, is determined that, like, her friends not break them up, but they just don't seem into each other. Um, you know, they've been together for so long now that, like, they don't want to give up on it, but They just looked really unhappy together. You know what Carter and Kristen looked like? They looked like a couple that was on a blind date. Super stiff, zero chemistry. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, not even that. Like, just a no. No, they looked like a couple that had, like, (sighs) been together for a while and were like, ugh, I don't want to be with you anymore. That's what it looked like. It looked, that they too. Looked very uncomfortable. That too. But they also had the vibes of just two people who didn't know each other. Just that that's how like little connection there seemed to be between the two of them in this moment. Yeah. But at least with a blind date, you know, a blind date it could be like, oh, let me get to know this person. I don't know. He just I can't tell if like I mean, they just don't seem right for each other. And he's not coming across well, maybe because we've known her for so long and we're like, 
oh, who is this guy? He's just, he's definitely not coming across as anything endearing. I, but we didn't get to know him in the beginning. Now I'm just like, oh, come on, Kristen, you can find somebody who appreciates. She's also questioning herself. Like she said things about herself during the course of that, you know, in those testimonials where she's like, you know, maybe this is the best I can. Those weren't her, weren't exa- her exact words, but she said something. I was like, you know, I'm complicated. So maybe I have to be with someone who's like, you know, like that. Who, who's willing to put you know, up with that complication. Well, yeah. Willing to put up <laughs> with that rather than someone who like loves her despite it. Look at Stasi. I mean, there's so many people who would not be able to go out with, Stasi giving like in the beginning yeah she's good looking whatever but people would not put up with Stasi's stuff and she found Bo someone that is willing to you know put up with her and deals with her emotions and um you know and and is it's not even put up with her like he embraces her he likes who she is right and when she's out of line but, he's willing to call it out but in a constructive way yeah, Bo seems to be on the same state, same page as Stasi. He's not interrupting yeah. her. He's not saying he's not embarrassed by what she's saying. He's supporting what she's saying, and you know, I think that that's the bottom line. Like, you don't have to change yourself or a person. The person has to love you and love those qualities about you. And she's selling herself short. But Kristen is also kind of crazy. <laughs> she is, but I mean. She's, I feel like, you know... I'm not on Carter's side, but just saying. She is, but she needs the right person for that. And it doesn't sound like, you know, Carter is. um, But we'll see. I mean, sometimes people change in order to make their relationships work. I don't know. You know, I don't know how this is going to fare in the long run. And we're only seeing, like, what we see on TV. So, to be fair, I mean, you know, we didn't see much of Carter last season at all. Now we're seeing a lot of Carter... But, you know, who is Carter? I, I'm not sure. Yeah, exactly. He had been not even in the background. I mean, he was an afterthought for multiple seasons. I think the most we got from Carter was on the New Orleans trip when he was defending Kristen because Kristen was getting in the middle of Schwartz and Katie's issues. And he was, you know, standing up for Kristen saying, yeah, your relationship is fucked up because Schwartz, you cheated on Katie. Since then, we haven't really seen or heard much from Carter. And that was, what, two seasons ago, season five, yeah. Exactly. So we don't really know him. I I just know that, like, she's on TV. She's pretty famous now. She's getting out a lot. She's always being seen. Like, I feel like she could date somebody who gets her a little bit more. She has the world, you know, she has a lot more, like, um, choices and options. And she meets people more than, like, the average, you know, person that, is just watching the show, you know? So I feel like she could do better, but she's limiting herself right now by being in this relationship. And I think Stasi's right. She needs someone who embraces her for who she is. So to play, I'm, I'm to play devil's mindset. advocate, though, I'm not on Carter's side, especially if he's being verbally abusive, not paying rent, all of those things. But we've heard from Stasi, Katie, the whole group that Kristen can be a nightmare to deal with. And that's just from their limited interactions. And right. I, I say limited because they don't live with her. So limited versus what would be the case if they were actually a couple. None of them wanted to room with her on the vacation to Solvang. She caused Katie to be late on the vacation. And she's just generally known to be incredibly difficult as a friend. 
So I can imagine Carter has his own frustrations. That's not to say that he has no fault or that it's even a 50-50 of them being at fault. But I think that Kristen has to take some level of culpability for whatever it is because I think there was probably a tinge of truth uh, to what he said when Kristen was like, hey, you just have to be nice to me all the time. And he's like, but you're never nice to me. You have to be nice to me. Yeah, well, but I think, you know, and that's what happens in relationships. But one person's not nice to the other, then the other's going to, you know, talk back. So, like, I don't know who – it could be one person is really at fault or it could be that they're both incompatible and so they're at each other's throats. It just looks like they were annoyed with each other and they probably are at each other's throats. And, you know, it could – you know, maybe they're not – maybe. I mean, I know, like, a lot of couples are at each other's throats at different points in time. But I think, you know, maybe they're just not – not right for they're not having the fun that like Stasi and Bo is having, you know. And I hate to hold them up as like the standard, but their relationship is at this is in this very uncomfortable position where they just don't look comfortable. They don't look happy with each other. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree. Uh, another relationship that's really uncomfortable: Katie and James. <laughs> not oh, yeah. not much of a relationship to speak of between those two. So let's talk about that whole debacle. So. Schwartz and Sandoval and Schwartz's brothers, Jax, they all go to watch uh, James perform at home. He has a DJ set. James gets them a table. And at the table, Schwartz and Sandoval decide that in their post-Tom-Tom opening vacation with the whole group, they would invite James because it was kind of up in the air at that point. And actually, Schwartz is the one who extends the invite. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I actually had to rewatch. That gets it. lost in it, right? So I thought Tom made the invitation based on like what happened afterwards. So what I rewatched this morning, and I see that Schwartz was the one who's like, "I'd be okay if you come." And then James like, "Would that be okay if I come?" And then Tom was like, "Yeah, we really want you to come." The Sandoval. So, um, I so actually it was Schwartz that started, and it's funny because later, you know, um, everybody kind of gets mad at Sandoval and Ariana's like why are you mad at Sandoval like Schwartz probably you know Schwartz also invited him and it actually you know it's funny because when I rewatched it I was like oh Schwartz is the one that even brought this up and Schwartz himself says if you were the one who invited James then you have to be the one to uninvite him right Schwartz says that explicitly (laughs) but then when you rewind the tape it's like actually Schwartz you invited him you may have come to the decision together, and Ariana actually reveals that when they weren't taping, all the guys had said, yeah, let's invite James. Yeah. So, I mean, they invited – I mean, it's, it's so awkward because then afterwards, you know, when Katie gets all upset about it, and I understand why she's upset. She's like, look, I got into this big thing with this guy. I almost quit my job over him. I'm like, you can't have him come. Um, I mean, everybody – gets upset and you know and sandoval is like it's you know you, you can stay you can call lala and they show all these flashbacks you can call lala a slut you can say this about this person you can insult that you know that person but oh he, you know he calls you fat and you know now he's ostracized and the reality of the whole thing is that like katie shouldn't have said all those things but when you go there and you're calling a woman fat especially a skinny pipsqueak like that you know, I can understand, like, not wanting to be around him. Like, she totally has that prerogative. Then again, like, she also should apologize for some things that she's said in the past. Calling Lala a slut, other things, you know. 
are, are not great, but I don't think, I don't know. I think at this point in time and with current movements and times up and me too, like you're just not, it's not cool to comment on a woman's body the way he did. I completely agree. James was totally out of line. But here's my question. How much punishment does James have to go through? Is he fully canceled for those comments? Because I think he deserves some semblance of punishment. And he was fired. He has been ostracized from the group for a long time now. And I heard a lot of people say, oh, and you see James go through his talking heads and he's talking all this crap still. For the listeners who may not know this, the talking heads are shot well after. So clearly a lot of things went wrong, as we know. So that's why he's talking crap. And I don't think he should ever do that, but he's hurt. He's lonely um, because clearly he was kicked out of the group. Uh, You know, you could tell if you followed social media, he's really only now connected to Sandoval and Ariana. And people lash out sometimes when they feel bullied and left out. And I feel like that's kind of been James's mentality from day one. He felt like the new kid at school and he was the new kid at school that wasn't accepted by the popular clique. And again, that doesn't justify any of his actions. But all I'm asking is, at what point um, is is the punishment enough? Or, or is he just forever canceled? You know, should he be just done? Well, I disagree with your perspective on this because of, because of one thing. He really hasn't been punished so much. Yes, he was. Okay, so it was a, he made a big deal out of the fact that he was asked not to do See You Next Tuesday and not to come around there. Yes, okay, so he was punished in that way. But that's because Katie was like, it's him or me. I cannot work here with somebody who just called me fat. Like, that's just a big insult to me. It's disgusting. I've been through it several times with him. It wasn't his first time doing it. Um, so my perspective is that, yes, he was fired from Sir... And that was justified. But then he had all these other opportunities. He's still doing Tom Tom, right? You know, he's still working at one of their spinoff restaurants by working at Tom Tom. So should he so, be so should he be forever banned from any establishment from working? We haven't gone that far though. We're now just talking about we're not up to that even yet. We're now just talking about the fact that um he's not going to be working for Lisa for a while. And you know in time she'll take him back somehow in some capacity in some other restaurant. He's not working for Sir, but he is doing Tom Tom. You know, he's, you know, he did that, that night at Tom Tom that we saw. Um, and he is not, and he's just being punished by not being able to go on that same trip that, that Katie's going to be on. But other than that, he's had plenty of opportunities. He's still on the show. He's still filming with them. He's still friends with the guys. So I think I think it's totally fair that Katie's like, look, I don't want him. I don't want him in the restaurant where I'm working, and I don't want him on the trip that I'm going on. I think it's fair for her to have that thought, and I think getting fired was a, a monster punishment, according to how much money he was making at See You Next Tuesday. He like lost a big, big source of income, and and that's right. pretty major considering the fact that he's paying for his like brother's education. And I get that he still has other opportunities, but um, I think that doesn't mitigate the fact that he was punished. Like, I feel like you can withstand a punishment and still be afforded other opportunities, right? Like, you, the, the best punishment shouldn't be that you are completely wiped off the face of this planet. So, I don't know. Again, he doesn't really need to go on this trip, so it's not like that big of a deal, but it's also supposed to be sand of a part partially Sandoval's trip too. And if this trip is the celebration of Tom Tom and it's Tom and Tom, and I get that Katie's the wife, but it's kind of a little bit 
I think disrespectful on her part. She says Sandoval's being disrespectful, but it's a little bit disrespectful to say I'm pulling rank. You know, it's Sandoval and Schwartz put all this time and effort into making this restaurant happen. It is their restaurant. And yes, you are uh, an amazing, supportive wife. And that's super crucial. But I think their feelings in this have to be considered too. But there was like zero consideration of that. Um, And again, I mean, geez, the things that they've been able to forgive, you know, because I think that's still the right thing to do is to eventually forgive and move on. And, And I'm very, very curious to see in the reunion how they're all going to address the fact that Katie has lied about this situation from the jump, right? Because she said that James uh, called her fat unprovoked. But as we know from the footage, Katie was talking shit on James, and that's why he responded. Well, this is my mindset. I think she's done a lot of things that were really questionable and not good. Like, I think, you know, some of the things she said to start up with James, I think some of the things that she said to Lala, but when when it, but he unprovoked has and they showed flashbacks he's made a lot of comments on her body and i think when you go there with a woman's body and the same thing with like real housewives new jersey when mark when marty commented on margaret when you go there and you insult a woman's physique i think that that's a whole and and it comes from you know you're just throwing that from thin air like that you know when he said oh are you pregnant like in that flashback scene this is not his first offense and she has had to stand up. She's had to deal with like adversity against her bot. You know, she's not a fat woman. She's not, she's in good shape. She has a more voluptuous body to have to deal with people calling you fat and making those kind of comments. Um, I feel like that's just taking it to a whole nother level. And it's so unnecessary. He could have insulted her and he could have called her a bitch. He could have said like, you're so obnoxious. You're so this, you're so that. But the fact that he went there with the body stuff, I think that that, you know, and then Lisa was like, you know, it just, you in this day and age, you just can't do that. So I think Yeah, that you should never do it. And in any day and age, you should never do it. It was an awful thing to do. Um, right. I'm just of the opinion at this point. Yeah, he got yeah. fired from a lucrative job. And um, it's been now, you know, two months. So um, is there any give? Maybe there's no give. Maybe he's fully canceled. But um, I'm curious to see if, if they're at least consistent, right? And the, in the right, previews, exactly. it kind of foreshadowed that maybe there isn't going to be consistency with this group. You know, I love to call this show Hypocrisy Rules because, look, if we're going to go by these standards, I, I just feel like this group is about to venture into the world of cancellation without considering the fact that, that their own allies um, may put themselves at jeopardy of being canceled. So, you know, be careful what you wish for uh, because you know, they, they may find themselves in hot water as well. And I just, I'm the, of the opinion, and, and there's certain things that, look, I get it. There's certain monsters out there, but James is just a dumb kid and he did yeah. really wrong, no doubt about it. But um, anyway, I'm really curious to see how the, the crew will handle in the future when Jack's fat shames Brittany again, because he just did that less than a year ago. Yeah. So is, is Jack's going to get the same treatment? Probably not, right? If right. Katie calls someone a whore, she probably won't get canceled. But maybe maybe they will. Maybe they'll hold by this. Uh, I just don't think you have a show then. And the show has been built upon them backstabbing each other, screwing each other over, calling each other the worst names, and then ultimately bringing them back into the group. So it, just, it seems like James is 
being held to a different standard. And it's honestly probably because they just don't like him. I just wish they were a little more transparent about that. They're trying to make it out to be this like righteous pursuit, but I don't think it's righteous. I think they just don't even like the guy. Yeah, I think they don't, but they, you know, some of them do. Like Ariana likes him. G- um, Tom San- Sandoval likes him. So I feel like there's a schism in the group between like, come on, he's a kid. He's still learning. He has a good heart. You know, there's drunk James and then there's sober James. Um, give him a chance. Like there's always that tug of war. I mean, we gave Jack so many chances. So are we going to be consistent and give James a chance like we gave Jack so many chances? Or is time's up on giving people's chances? That's, I think that the environment, like bottom line with this show is that the environment in this world, you know, the whole PC culture has really shaped the show. Because when we started out the show, like, you can get away with saying a lot more things than you can say now. Last year, when Patrick told Lisa she had a great ass, I mean, people were outraged, like, ew. And we were in the midst of all the Time's Up and Me Too stuff, and that was filmed right before all that stuff. And people were like, oh, Patrick's so gross. But had he said that years ago, before we were, like, inundated with, you know, all of the, you know, the social media, PC, um, you know, outcries, like, would we have responded the same way? And I think that is a challenge that Vanderpump Rules faces. Like, how long can the show continue? Will, you know, will the characters grow with the times that have really changed? And I think they have, Um, because in the past, I don't think James would have been punished at all. Absolutely. And we're going to see how these shows are shaped by the times changing. Can they hold up? How, How much longer can Vanderpump Rules hold up? Like, I think Lisa is so, you know, she is very woke and she's that she's like a very big LGBTQ spokesperson. Um, I think that Lisa will help, you know, with the show shift. Um, and, you know, I think it's impacting the other franchises as well. Like we saw how in New Jersey, Melissa started really standing up to Joe. It's interesting with this whole network to see how these shows are, you know, changing a little bit due to feminism and old-fashioned notions getting, like, flushed down the toilet, you know? Um, I mean, I love seeing Melissa stand up to Joe, you know? Like, that was great. And so now we're seeing people standing up to, James, this is not acceptable. But, but, but Katie also has to answer for things. And I hope that she will reflect also. Like, with all these flashbacks of Katie behaving badly, let's have Katie reflect, too. I hope we can see that in a future episode where she, she realizes that certain behaviors of hers are not acceptable. Yeah, I love seeing the evolution and the maturation process. Um, I And I actually do think Katie has answered for it. You know, she, in the post-season five, I want to say, in uh, that aftermath, she reflected on her behavior during that season, how she treated Tom, how she treated Lala, and she vowed to be kinder to everyone around her. And I think she has been. Um, but again, my stance on the James thing is that I wish she would extend the courtesy that I think certain people extended her and then try to help James grow himself because you're not doing the guy any favors by, you know, tossing him to the dirt, you know, uh, then, then maybe he can change. Maybe he's a lost cause. I don't know. I mean, he's, he's done a lot of wrong and, and he is in the wrong. Uh, I just wonder if, there's a way since he is a part of this group and a part of this show uh, that they could like pull him in 
and and say, okay, like inst- instead of excommunicating you, let's let's try to work with you. I think the bottom line is this. There are some people that let go of things very easily. I mean, like, I think that in some ways Jax is able to, well, he takes, he, he goes over things in his mind, but in some way Jax is able to sort of let things go. But I don't think Brittany's able to let the fact that that horrible rap that James did insulting her relationship and referencing Faith, you know, I think Brittany's a much more emotional person. I think Katie's a much more emotional person and, you know, and he picked on something specifically that she was sensitive about. So my thought is that if you're able, to, if you're if you're the kind of person who like, it's like you know what, I don't want to hold a grudge anymore. I can let this go. Then it will work out fine. That's why it's always worked out fine for him and Sandoval. But um, but I think I see Katie as the kind of person that really holds on to this type of thing. And with this type of thing, I have to say, if somebody were calling me fat, I don't know that I'd really be able to get over it, you know, that easily. So um, I think it has to do with emotions and. Who's, you know, and we were, you and I were talking offline about how Margaret's a very forgiving person and she's now friends with Marty after Marty said some horrible things about her. Like, there are just some people who can let the most awful seeming things go, but Katie Maloney is not that sort of person. I don't see it working out. I don't think that they're friends now from what I, what I've gathered. Um, and I think, you know, Sandoval and Ariana are perfect people for him because they let things go. Yeah, and James made his bet as well because if he had kept the high road the whole time, then he could have, you know, gone back to the reunion and said, "Look, you guys really did bully me." But by going and talking more shit in the talking heads, uh by, you know, having these outbursts like in the end of the episode when uh Tom and Tom tell him at Tom Tom that he's not invited, you know, he he puts himself at a disadvantage. Um, and like, yeah, he, he had that moment in the beginning of the season where he totally screwed up, but he could have rebuilt his reputation through the season and he just doesn't do that. He can't commit to that. So exactly. He needs to learn how to like, you know, sort of swallow certain things and, and, you know, fess up to what he's done wrong instead of like being so proud and cocky. And I think he did fess up. The problem is anytime he faces another bump in the road, he regresses, right? Because he did say, I'm totally sorry. I screwed up. He remember he apologized, and right. he's, but he's then don't make the same mistake. Been sober since, yeah, exactly. Don't make the same mistake. The problem is, is that like, oh, another obstacle comes in the way. All right, he's gonna he's gonna take ten steps backwards. Yeah, Ugh. actions speak louder than words. That's the whole thing. James, James, James. So, all right, yeah. I think we covered it all, right? Yeah, I think we did, and we'll see how they. You know, let's see how. I'm really curious next week what's going to happen with this whole trip. There. They uninvited him, um, and I guess we'll see the fallout next week. And it looks like Lala is uh, going to Ooh. say some really shitty things to Raquel, and that's going to yeah. provoke Sandoval to call out the hypocrisy. So I'm I'm very fascinated to see how that yeah, goes I'm down. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. Again, yeah, that they, be interesting. they are creating these standards that they may not be able to live up to themselves. Yeah, I really wonder what that's... I'm, I'm curious how about the Lala-Raquel thing. I think Raquel does not mean to cause as much havoc as she's going to cause. But uh, it's going to be we'll fun. We'll see. We'll see. Yep. Shira, thank you so much for coming on. Why don't you remind the listeners uh, where they can find you? So you can find me on Shira's Got the Scoop on Instagram. Um, and my website is Shira's Got the Scoop.com. We hope you join us next week.